0: You're listening to Flourish Weekly with Pastor Jen. We know you'll be encouraged by today's talk. Hey y'all, welcome back. I am so happy to be back with you this week. It has been a little while. Um, I took a little time off to be with my mom, spent some good time with her while Matt and the men went off and did manly things in the wilderness um, and just enjoyed my week with my mom. But I am so happy to be back. So excited. I've missed you guys. I've missed recording. Um, I've missed hearing from you. I just I love your text messages, your, your direct messages, um, your emails, just everything that you guys have said in reaching out in response to... Um, my testimony of overcoming panic attacks from episode two, um, but also just from your response to all of the episodes. It just means so much to me. And I really feel like we're building a community where we're leaning on each other, we're opening up and strengthening each other and talking and I just want you to know that it means so much to me, so keep it up. I love hearing from you. I love hearing your stories, and I just love connecting with you guys. Um, I'm grateful for this platform, and I hope that you guys are going to enjoy today's topic. Um, But let me just start by praying. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just honor you right now. I thank you for the gifts and the talents that you have given every single one of us. I pray that today we would use those talents to point people to Jesus, to strengthen and encourage one another. God that we would we would be your hands and feet. And even if that sounds cliché, I pray that we would do it today, that we would actually love people, that we would connect with people today, and show them your love, and show them our love and our acceptance. I just thank you, Father, for your words of wisdom. Thank you that you're going to guide and direct my my words, and we just love you and we honor you. I thank you for your presence. May your presence just rest right now on me and every person listening, wherever they are today, Father. I love you and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well... This week I want to talk to you about friendships and more than just friendships, I kind of want to expand that, um, to relationships in general. Um, so don't turn it off if you're like, eh, I don't really want to hear about friendships. This is really about relationships in general. Um... I often have told people, single people or married couples who have asked me, you know, what is the secret sauce with you and Matt? You know, what is it that makes you guys tick? And how do you um, have a successful marriage? How do you have a happy marriage? And so often I've told people, if you can learn to be a really good friend If you can learn, um, you know, some habits and some character traits that make you a good quality friend, then you're going to be a great spouse. You're going to be a good husband. You're going to be a good wife. You're going to be a good employee. You're going to be a good mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, whatever it is. So I just think that friendship is more than just, you know, a pure relationship, it's learning to be a good, um, um, a person who is good at relationships in general. And so I think that um, something that I touched on a couple of episodes ago was that God really values friendship. God has given us friendship. Uh, friendships are often a gift from God to us. And I think we so often, um, we don't place the value on friendships that we really are supposed to be placing value, um, God's given us those friendships. He's gifted them to us. He, it's important to him. If we look throughout the Bible, we see friendships and relationships were often so key, um, to seasons that people were walking through. God always connected people to walk through seasons together, to walk through trials and triumphs together. Um, I mean, if we look at the Old Testament, whether it was a battle in the Old Testament or whether it was, you know, the disciples and Jesus forming his team of disciples in the New Testament, I think, I mean, it's it those, that relationship that he was building was more than just them leaning on him. It was also them leaning on one another. They were out there in the trenches together, doing ministry together, um, hanging out together, working together, serving together. And those friendships were really key and really important. So um I think some oftentimes we we maybe weren't taught how to be a good friend. We weren't taught um you know just basic habits and how to care for friendships and cultivate those friendships, develop those friendships, invest in those friendships intentionally to then build something that's of incredible value. Um, and that God can really use to encourage us and to hold us up, man. I mean, if you just spend five minutes and Google verses on friendship, it will encourage your heart and it will show you the importance of friendship and the importance of, of really developing and, um, valuing those friendships. So I think, um, well, let me just give you an example. Proverbs 27 says, a sweet friendship refreshes the soul. How many of us have this week said, man, I need some refreshment. In your mind, you thought, man, I am tired. I am stressed out. I'm, I'm frustrated. And here we see right here in Proverbs 27, a sweet friendship refreshes the soul. How often have you taken the time to initiate to sit down with a friend and just talk, hear their heart and you hear, you hear theirs and then let them hear yours. And that will refresh and strengthen your soul. And then also Proverbs 17, 17 says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. So there again, we see, man, friendships and relationships are important because when we go through adversity, we're not alone. We have people to lean on. There's another verse that says, you know, someone who's alone when they go through a trial, they fall and they're alone. But if you have Quality friends around you and the right people around you, when you fall, there's someone there to pick you up and get you back on track. So, um, I know in one of my episodes, we really talked about honor and, and honoring authority, but man, so often I don't think we place the right amount of honor on those peer relationships as well. So, yes, we want to honor authority, but we also want to honor our peers. I have friends who are younger than me. I have friends who are older than me. I have friends who are my same age. But within my peer group, I really try to place honor on those people and respect them. So I think sometimes in relationships and friendships, we lack mutual respect. So a lot of times it can be one-sided. You know, one friend respects the other, but the other friend doesn't respect back. Um, And, you know if we allow, well, really, a lot of times the enemy of friendships is pride, competition, comparison, jealousy. And so what happens is we we don't give honor and, and respect because maybe we're afraid that we're not going to get it back, or we think we deserve more, or we want to make sure that we're being seen a certain way, we're being um, elevated, or... St- you know, admired or we want to make sure that our um, reputation and the way that we're perceived is at a certain level. And so then we withhold honoring and loving and respecting the people in our lives that are there. And so humility is a really big key in relationships. If we can't walk in humility, man in, and this definitely goes, this definitely expands into family relationships and marriages. Um, if we can't walk in, in a spirit of humility that says, I love you, and I honor you, and I see the gifts in you, I see the good in you, I see the abilities God's given you, and man, I admire that. I respect that, and I honor that. And we need to be doing that in our peer relationships, because a lot of times, I mean, it, it's it's not Reciprocated, and that's not a fun place to be. It's not a fun place to be where you feel like um, the person, the, the person you're trying to be in a friendship or a relationship with, is looking down on you, doesn't doesn't have respect for you, doesn't have um, honor towards you. It's just not a fun place to be. So if you want to develop that good quality covenant relationship, friendship, where you know you're both placing value on one another, then you gotta humble yourself and place honor on them. And if you both do it, then, then, you know, then you're really, then you're really going to soar. So I think another thing that relationships and friendships often lack, um, and I was really meditating on this this weekend is a lot of times our relationships, we don't extend grace, um, to just say, you know, Hey, I haven't heard from you in three weeks and now I'm kind of feeling rejected and now I'm kind of mad at you and I don't understand why you haven't reached out. But instead of doing that, if we'll kind of shift our mindset to say, okay, I love my friend and I know they love me. I know that they love me. They've proven that they love me. I mean, we've, we have a track record of, of strength in our relationship. Instead of, instead of kind of retreating from the friendship if we can just switch our perspective and extend some grace, and go, man, what's going on in their life right now? What season are they in right now? Are they too busy? Um, are they going through, you know, a grief, a trial? What's going on, and how can I initiate to maintain that friendship? Because listen, when we're going through stressful, um, busy seasons, we do want to stop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of like flip the coin a little bit. We do want to pause enough to say, I don't want three weeks to turn into three months to turn into three years. And then now that friendship isn't as close as it was before. So busy seasons are times for us to make sure that we are still being intentional. And I I was going to save this for later, but I'm going to go ahead and go into it now. Intentionality in relationships is the only way to build relationships. Relationships don't just happen on the fly You know, I I often say, look, I don't want a drive-by text once a month, just like, just so you can check something off your box. That's not going to make me feel valued. And honestly, that's not going to give me an opportunity to share my heart with you. I'm not going to share everything going on in in the deepest parts of my soul when you give me a drive-by text message. And I don't mind text messages. I don't mind. I love hearing from my friends that way. But if you really want to hear what's on my heart, if you really want to know me, you're going to sit down and spend some quality time with me. And so initiating is really important, especially in those busy seasons. Now, you may not have hours to spend together. You may not have um, the time that you you have when things are a little slower. But you can make sure that you are intentionally connecting with that friend, a, a phone call, text conversation where you actually put away all distractions and you're focused on, you know, communicating with that friend or just sitting down for a quick coffee, whatever it is. I want, I want us to really be intentional, especially in busy seasons that we, that we care for those friendships because if we're not careful, one day we'll look around and they'll just be gone. And so, it's important to do that. So I'm going to go back now to grace. I was talking about extending grace. So if your friend is going through a busy season, or if you just haven't heard from them, or you're feeling, you know, a little cast aside or whatever it may be, or you're just going through something and you want to talk to your friend, be the one who initiates, you know, initiation also requires humility because a lot of times we just sit back and we go, well, I'll wait for them to text me or I'll wait for them to call me or I'll wait for him to ask me out on a date or, you know, in husband and wife relationships. I know I do that sometimes where I'm like, I really need some quality time with Matt, but I'm going to wait for him to ask me out on a, you know, a date night. And it's like, eh, really? I mean, that's fine sometimes, but I need to stop and go, what is Matt going through in his life? What is he, I mean, what else on his plate? Maybe I should stop and plan a date night. Maybe I should, you know, plan something special and some quality time together and, ex- and show him that I want to be with him. I think we just so often expect people to read our minds. And people are not mind readers, and that's just not fair. It's not a fair way to be in relationships when you're, You know, even with um, a family member or a brother or a sister or whoever, if you're just expecting them to read your mind, they should know that I want to see them. They should know that I, no, they shouldn't. And that goes back to last last week's episode on communication. Communicate. Just say that. Just say, hey, I miss you. I texted a friend this week and just said, hey, I miss you. I know things have been crazy. I miss you. Can we connect soon? Um, and it's important to me because that I know that I need those relationships. I need them. I'm going to need them five years from now. I need quality relationships and friendships because God hasn't created us to just go through life alone. So, um, you know, going along with grace, I think it's first Thessalonians chapter five that says, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing encourage one another build one another up, use those words and that grace to say, Hey man, you are important to me. You matter to me. You're doing great. You're, um, I have a friend right now. Most of you probably know who I'm talking about. I have a friend right now who, um, is raising a toddler and I'm, I'm, I try to extend grace to her and tell her regularly, you're doing great you know, like you're a great mom, you're a great wife, you're juggling everything well, you're balancing everything well. I do my best to use my words to bless her because she's in a season that's difficult. Um, so anyway, that's just another, you know, another key thing in relationships and friendships is extending grace. So here's this interesting thing that I learned, um, Long time ago, there was a psychologist. I think it was back in like the 1900s. Who he studied um, group dynamics and how groups are formed, and relationships are formed, and how to build quality teams, and how to you know just guide people to develop these depths of relationships that that are productive. Well, he talks about these four phases of relationships, and it is so true. So I'm going to slow down for just a minute and just like talk about these four steps. Um, in every relationship and in every friendship, there's four steps. There's that very beginning and it's called, um, forming where you are forming your relationship. You are getting to know each other. It's that awkward phase. Are they going to like me? Um, Am I going to say something dumb? Am I going to say the right thing? I want to be this person's friend, but I'm just, you know, I'm not totally just open and free to say and do what I would normally do around someone I've been around for years. So there's that forming stage where we're all doing pretty good. We're kind of being nice to each other. We're kind of extending grace. But then we enter into the next phase, which is storming. And storming is where a lot of people bail on relationships and bail on friendships because storming is where you kind of get on each other's nerves. You get to know each other's quirks. You get to know each other's um, weird little weaknesses and maybe even their strengths and things kind of rub you the wrong way or they say something wrong. And there's this like like irritability that kind of brews in the relationship and in the friendship to where you just don't really get along and things are kind of like rough there for a minute. And what's interesting about storming is, is that that's the time to really hold on. That's the time to like buckle your seatbelt and hold on on that roller coaster because it won't be long before things are good again. Uh, But a lot of times we bail in storming. So, the next phase goes into, the the next phase is called norming. So we've got forming, storming, norming. And norming is where you're like, okay, I've accepted your quirks. I've accepted, you know, I've gotten used to you. I'm getting used to how we work together things are okay. We're, you know, we're doing well. We're, we're making progress. We're able to work together. We're able, and this, this, this is a great thing to even apply in the workplace to different, you know, employees and employers and team building. But norming is where things are just good. You know, we're good. We got through the storming and we're good. But then, if we continue to develop and we allow time and we allow ourselves to continue to communicate and be humble and work together and get to know each other, we enter into the fourth season, the fourth the fourth phase, which is performing. and that's where now we are really making a difference. Now we're, our friendship is doing more than just, you know connecting us to each other but now we're working together as a team now we're working together as a unit and this this goes to marriages as well and and family relationships with your kids and your home if you can get to that place of performing where everybody's strengths are being used and everybody's clicking and and flowing together and 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 all reaching one goal and and really working together as a team. Then now, man, it's it, that performing stage is like the height of relationship and friendships, and that's where we all want to want to be. But we've got to get through all those other phases first, and we can't bail when things are kind of stale or when things are rough or when things are boring. Or we have to. See the big picture and see the long term of, man, this may be a friendship that's going to get me through the next decade of my life or the next two decades of my life. So when I when I was talking about initiating, um, <clears throat> I talked about, you know, well, bringing up the fact that I need to spend time with you or um, I'd like to go on a date night or I want to go have coffee. So that specifically is my love language. I'm a very quality time kind of person. And so earlier when I was talking about, you know, I don't do well with just a drive-by text and you want to know everything going on in my life, what I'm referring to is that the five love languages, it's important that we get to know our friends' love languages. Is, is quality time important to them? Does it re, does it take some quality time for you for them to open up? And we can't be mad at them for that. That's how God wired them and created them to be. And so if somebody's quality time in your life, then give them quality time. Take time in your calendar and in your schedule to listen to them, to be with them, just sit with them. Um, it, it, it It's going to make them feel loved and valued so that then they're going to love and value you in, in, in another love language. Maybe your love language is gifts. Um Maybe being thought about, you know, if your friend goes shopping, let's even use this as an example for you. Maybe you go shopping, you have a day out, and you go shopping, and you see something that reminds you of your friend. Well, if it's in your budget, buy it for them. Show up and say, hey, I saw this and it made me think of you. These things are very simple. I think we just need more humility and more selflessness in order to be more generous and more gracious in our relationships don't hold back generosity don't hold back grace don't hold back love like give it open up and and give it to the people in your life who matter and you know what something else that i do is if if i if it's not in my budget if i see something and i'm like man that oh my gosh so and so would love that but it's four hundred dollars and i can't afford that today then I take a picture of it and I send it to them and say, man, I saw this today and it looked so much like you. I'm just thinking about you. Hope you have a good day. And they're like, oh man, you know, and then it's like the bummer of, well, now they want it. <laughs> they can't have it. But it's just, it goes back to taking the time and the energy to express, I'm thinking about you. You're on my mind and you matter to me. Another love language is um, acts of service. Some people, you know, really thrive on acts of service. Well, if that's your love language, then make sure your friends know that and that they know how to love you and make you feel valued. And you guys know the love languages. I mean, everybody talks about the love languages, but it it really does matter if we know each other's love language and then we become fluent in that love language so that then we can communicate love and make each other feel important and valued and cared for. Um, Another key point that I really want us to understand is that friendships are often seasonal um, and they're based on mutual decisions. So what does that mean? Well, it means friendships can't be developed one-sided. It requires mutual decisions. And a lot of times in life, um, I mean, it can be something as practical as These two people were best friends, they were, you know, soul sisters, they were connected, they were, they were, um, you know, important in each other's lives, and neither one of them necessarily did anything wrong. But it could be something as practical as, you know, one of them got a job offer across the country and moved away, and now that friendship has changed, and it's sad and heartbreaking but now that seasonal friendship has changed the dynamic of it has changed those two people can probably come back together and be you know just like they never left and click and do well but that day to day in your life um you know in in your everyday living type relationship now that's changed um the other the other side of that is it it could be just not practical it could be something where the 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 friendship changes because Decisions have changed. One person has decided a different direction for their life and they just no longer really have a lot in common. And that friendship has now become different. It's just not the same because there's not those mutual decisions. And I think it's important that we accept in life as hard as it is, as heartbreaking and as sad as it is, we can look back over our lives and say, man, God, thank you for that friendship that was so important. And so um, life changing, and really saved my life in that season, and helped me. But now that that relationship has changed, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna look forward, and I'm gonna look in my present today relationships, and say, okay, today, who have you given me today? what relationship do I need to develop and really pour into that is someone who's on the same page with me spiritually, who's on the same page with me emotionally, who's someone that I can really lean on and trust and begin to develop that friendship and that relationship. Um, because God does provide. You guys, in my darkest season of going through anxiety and panic attacks and depression and all of that, I can look back over that season and there were people who reached out to me who are now becoming some of my closest friends it is incredible to me to look back and say, in my darkest season, God dropped incredible women into my life who are now, I'm, I'm really developing friendships with, and I'm so grateful for that. I'm so honored and grateful that God provided, even in the hard times, friendships that now are being developed in the good times. So, we just got to stay humble, we have to apologize, we have to forgive, we have to just see the best in one another, um, expect the best in one another, give our love, be be generous with our love, be generous with our, our words of encouragement, and just really recognize, look, pride, insecurity, jealousy, comparison, all of those things are the enemy of quality friendships, and it's important to God. These things matter to God. I want you to really think about yourself. If you don't have quality friendships, I want to encourage you. God's going to provide them for you, but you've got to open your eyes. The Bible says that you got to show yourself friendly. You got to open your eyes and look around. Who who do I want to try to connect with? Who can I invite to lunch today? Who can I step out and 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 call today? And those those new seasons of forming And then storming, those are difficult to walk through. But man, if we will just trust God and walk through them, God will provide friends for you. I promise you, He's not going to withhold any good thing from you. He's not going to withhold something that you need or you desire in your life. And so if you're out there and you're listening and you're thinking, you know what, God, I really need, first of all, I need you to send some people. I need good quality friends. Or maybe you're thinking, okay, God, I need your help and your wisdom and your courage to really develop these friendships. And then maybe you're listening and you're thinking, "I have quality friendships, but I haven't valued them. I have good quality people in my life, but I wasn't taught to be a good friend." And so a lot of times I neglect those friendships. Well, today, just decide, I'm going to I'm going to set aside my my schedule, and I'm going to find some time today to stop neglecting the people in my life that I really need to value, and I need to honor, and I need to show them how much they mean to me, whether it's with my words or with my actions. Um, and I promise you, if you'll just plant those seeds, it's gonna it's gonna flourish. Friendships are gonna flourish, relationships are gonna flourish, and um, God's gonna bring an increase of people in your life that you can lean on and that you can trust. So. Be strong today, be encouraged today. And you know what? Let people speak into your life today. If you've got friends, let them let them encourage you. Let them let them give you some advice. Be humble enough to say, I think it's in Proverbs it says that a friend's advice refreshes like a spring. Yeah, it's it's in Proverbs. It says that their their heartfelt advice refreshes and is pleasant like a spring. So, don't don't resist the, that that advice from your friend. Be humble enough to say thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to apply that, and I'm I'm gonna um, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know do my best to adjust that because you're right, and because your friends really know you. They do. They know you better than than you know yourself sometimes. So. I love you guys. I hope that this has encouraged you. I hope that it's it's strengthened you and kind of challenged you to see friendship as something that's more than 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 just something to be cast aside, but it's something to really value and um, put put importance on and and put your time and your energy on. So I love you. I hope you have a great week. Please reach out to me. And you know what I think would be a great idea this week? Share this podcast. Text it to someone, copy the link and send it to someone and say, hey, you are a quality friend in my life and I want you to know I value you. And so I'm gonna send you this podcast because I want us to open up the communication more about our friendship. Tag someone on social media and any of your friends, your girlfriends, your guy friends, whoever they are, men, women, whoever they are, tag someone in the post and just say, you are this to me. You are my friend and I value you and I love you. Y'all have a great week. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. We're so glad you joined us today on Flourish Weekly. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and tag us on social media. You can also connect with Pastor Jen on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening.